Hello and welcome to Need to Know, your weekly baking podcast covering everything from the hottest trends in entertainment and baking to trusted expertise on your favorite pastime. I'm your brand new co-host, Gina Brzao, s'mores obsessed and amateur baker at best. And as always, I'm joined by professional chef, cookbook author, and creator of Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hi, Gina. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Doing pretty well. Excited to dive into some fun topics today. Yeah, no, me too. I think last week it was a really good, uh, fun conversation. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm um, no We're pressure. Continuing, yeah, no pressure. The bar's high. high. <laughs> um, so continuing off of that, our first topic in Hot from the Oven, it's all about the cronut, but not any cronut, the cannoli cronut. That's not a thing. Apparently there is sand... I mean, I hope I say this correctly, San Gerardo Bakery in New York City. Mm. So they posted this crazy concoction, which was a cannoli croissant donut mashup. I have to be honest. I never even heard of what a cronut was until I moved to California. Oh, really? I didn't know it was a full, like, global thing. I thought it was just a West Coast food, but I'm wrong. It was made no, it was in New York. It, Dominique Ansel in New York right. created the donut, the cronut. So what really is a cronut, a croissant? It's a croissant donut. donut. A, a hybrid. It's not just like a deep fried croissant, but it's, like, it's a hybrid. It's like loads of layers and like, it's really delicious. Actually, it's really good. Do you, so you like them. Mm-hmm. I've never had one. Yeah. I haven't had one from Dominique Ansel's place. But I truly thought it was like a California thing. I had no idea. And funny. little did I know it was right from the East Coast. Yeah. Um, okay, so this was my other question. I wanted to debunk the cronut, but also ask you, if you had to come up with a combination of a pastry that involved a donut, what would be your version of a cronut? Like, what would be your other pastry that you would want to combine with a donut? Um, it's a good question. And is there another one that would be as good or has the well, cronut, I like have we, have we peaked at cronuts? I think, I think, well, um, I kind of, I kind of thought maybe like would, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think that maybe they might've had their time. So we're past. Yeah. But I have to say though, let me, let me, um, what I do love, which I think doesn't get enough. Uh, praise mm-hmm. is a cake donut so why don't we just fo- so like lots of places um so cronuts they um like they're really good yeah lots of bakeries around the country and around mm-hmm. the world try to make their own cronut even though they trademarked it in new york is it airy is a cronut airy or is it yeah it's airy it's, okay. yeah it is okay. it's layery um the but I'm more of a fan of it's not it's not like crispy cream donut. It's not right. that light. That's like fluffy. my dream donut. Kevin it's not knows like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm a big fan of? And I don't know, like I feel like there's been a big resurgence even of like like donut shops, but a cakey donut. Mm-hmm. Like cakey donuts. Like there's a place in um Los Angeles called Sidecar. Yeah, you had their donuts. Yes. People will wait outside for like hours They're for those. So good and here's the trick they cut up donuts for samples mm-hmm. and you just go in and they have like different flavors and you can just have like all the samples delicious but you always end up buying them <laughs> but um i i think you know i've noticed that there's a lot like it definitely is having a moment now the cakey donut mm-hmm. 
And I, you know, because I think, you know, we, we did the Kronosh. I think it's had its time. Yeah, it's had its time. Let's it's move had, on to something else. Yeah, let's else. go to something else. So the cakey yeah. donut is what you would like to see more of. I love it also because it's just meatier. It's, it's like yeah. better to eat. Whereas those donuts, uh, sorry, like the other ones are kind of lighter. I, I, want, I want more. You want more. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. This going off of pastries, I have never heard of this and I'm interested to see if you have. So... Trader Joe's just came out with, and we all know that they do like their themed sort of time of year desserts. It's yeah. the Trader Joe's pumpkin Danish Kringle. What's a Kringle? What? Okay, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you. It sort of looked like a Pop-Tart. Um, I just am like, what? first of all, what the heck is a Kringle? And then you are going to hate me for saying this, but I just feel like there are so many types of pastries, a croissant, a donut, a Kringle, you know, a cronut, a cannoli. What's the difference? Like, I've never made pastry. So number one, I just Googled what a Kringle is. I have never in my life seen this before. Okay. Look, look at that. So I'm not, I'm not crazy. It's like it's a round, it's like a round, it's like a Danish. Yeah. And it looks layered. It, it has like, I, it's, it's a weird, this is definitely like an Eastern European kind of a thing or something. I'm, like I'm getting that vibe. It, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of pastries that we yeah. now have. Danishes, so Danish doughs, can and pastries and stuff. So uh, often yeasted mm-hmm. and then often laminated which means they're What's layered that? with butter and folded and everything okay so they yeah they are they're trickier like I often I don't do a lot of laminated doughs just because they can be tricky and I just I I don't have that level of detail right in my brain but um it has to be thin right does the dough have to be like really thin to layer no or no no <laughs> this is where I'm, I was like you have no idea what you're talking about um it does like it's just it has to be very precise okay and if you mess up you're kind of done and then you really? know so it's, it's it's tough it, it can be tough I like Danish doughs that are like yeasted bready doughs um we did this recipe recently and it was a morning bun and mm, it was Danish yum. dough and it, it baked in it there was a big dollop of cream, a cream I cheese. I saw it looked shiny on top, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cream cheese. Uh, not just cream cheese. It was like a cream cheese mix with sugar and egg and stuff. And then there was a big dollop of jam. Oh, and they were yeah. like insane. And fluffy. They and were like, so, and they were so soft. And we ate them when they came out of the oven. They were oh like, my. that's my, I, I love those kinds of things. This is unpopular opinion. I don't like croissants. Yeah, you know, I am just like, what is the point of a croissant? And for like, you know, everyone go to a bakery and they're like, oh, I'm going to get my coffee and croissant. I'm like, why would you eat a croissant when you can have like a piece of cake for breakfast? You know, I I have to admit, I do agree with that. But (gasps) let me tell you, you, but let me tell you, though, that have you ever had an almond croissant? Yes, and the chocolate, and I'm a chocolate lover. I've had a chocolate, but they're just no, no, no chocolate ones. The almond ones with with almond paste in the middle. Yes, yes, yes. It still doesn't do it for me. Those are so good, and they have like sometimes like really thinly sliced almonds on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, I've had those. I love those. Thing, I'm just you know pastries. Like I am such a cake and cupcake person, but I do appreciate a pastry. So if I were to make pastries or any beginner bakers, where do we start? Like, what is the foolproof beginner pastry to make at home do you also pie crust but i think you're talking about <laughs> which you already know i can't which you already know you can't do but um no but i think you're talking about like breakfast pastry yeah like a, a breakfast like is a croissant uh, easy no it's it looks not. difficult no gina don't try it okay <laughs> um it's not it's tricky 
I would say like, and then they have yeasted danishes. You know, you can get really good store-bought ones nowadays. Okay, so you're now allowing <laughs> me the pass to buy. I I don't. Maybe maybe this Krugel wouldn't a Kringle wouldn't be a bad idea okay, so for maybe you. Maybe <laughs> I'll start. We'll have to look deeper into this whole Kringle thing. Um, okay, so going off of my favorites, which are the cakes, um, Netflix has Baking Impossible, which is the new series that's coming up, and it's all about like baking these crazy cakes. Like on the preview, there was this one woman who made a cake, and then there's some sort of I don't know if it was like melted sugar, but she tried to float a, a ship cake in the sugar or something. Very extravagant. Um, so I know that we love, we've talked about this Great British Bake Off. Do you have one show that you are most excited for this fall? Like, do you have a baking show, Guilty Pleasure? I don't. Really? Yeah, I don't. Do you like, you like the Bake Off though? Yeah, I, I, I only watch it when I go home to Ireland. It's usually oh. on TV when I go home. Honestly, my, I, I, my Guilty Pleasure is the um, Beverly Hills Housewives. Okay, I love that because that's mine too. Any any good reality TV. Yeah, I but usually I say st- I stay away from a lot of cooking shows. Kevin and I sometimes will watch um like Anthony Bourdain uh, uh-huh. or um. Do you think it's because you David cook Chang. and like you bake so much? I have. I just I there's 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 ego that comes along with a lot of these chefs. Okay, I love it. Hold on. <laughs> I am loving this. We're getting some good info. So I just and I and you can see that really? uh, like a lot of times like on camera and it's just it, it's it's off-putting for me. It reminds me of when I worked in kitchens and you'd have to deal with a lot of these guys and uh, our girls and they it was just not the most appealing. So this is interesting. So even in like the baking world, the cooking world, there is there's like a not so pretty side with like the oh, ki- competition of it. Yeah, like in, in well, it, it, kitchens are such a high pressure yeah, job. Totally. So um, people just kind of lose the run of themselves, wow. and yeah. you know, human decency often goes sure. out the window. For and sure. I worked in many many kitchens where I was treated extremely poorly, and um, it was just the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just that's, the norm. And so now, when you see these shows, you can sort of see. I don't you see through it. Yeah, I just don't watch them be, for for that kind of for that reason, you know. And then these guys, there's a lot of bravado and you know, yeah. like you know, ego. And right. I just, it's like no. The one show I do watch is Great British Bake Off, which they came out with a subscription box. Really? Yeah, but it's only in uh, the UK right now, I think. So I'm patiently waiting for it to come to the US <laughs> because I'll be trying those out. But that makes sense. Um, I guess since you've, you know, you do bake and you do work in the this sort of entertainment space, how difficult is it for someone to show up to one of these kitchens? It's not their home kitchen. They're under all this pressure, like we spoke about. Is it really hard to be able to then like? remake these recipes on television like how much more pressure do you think that is added to this whole experience yeah like I've I've been a judge on a few competition shows um like Nailed It and uh now that just is coming out in October Baker's Dozen on Hulu yep and um Food Network's Next Next Baker in America is it just craziness it's intense how long are they baking for? Like, how long oh are my they gosh, shoot? This all is day, what I'm so curious day. about. They're in the kitchens at 7.30 in the morning and they're there until 9 o'clock at night. Oh my God. And then they get up and they do it again and it, it goes on for weeks. And it's just like, you have to be on your A game, right? It's, it's really tough. They put them under like a lot of pressure. And so my other question, this is from a viewer's perspective. 
are those recipes memorized? Like for you, how easy is it for it's, you to go into a kitchen and just like... It's different. I, I do know that on some shows, um, they have a prep time where they're allowed... It's very different for each, each show. show. okay. But um, some shows they're allowed to prep. Other shows, they have to make it up on the fly. It's really, really different. Wow. I'm like, I'm loving this because like, <laughs> I love reality TV. I love getting the inside scoop. Um, so lastly, because this was a cake show that I had originally saw, it got me thinking, do you have a favorite kind of cake? I know we've talked about the surprise cakes. Um, do you have a favorite cake that you like baking? Because for me, I seriously only do like the back of the Hershey's cocoa powder. Mm-hmm. That's like the only cake I've ever made. Like, <laughs> I like, you know, I don't bake a lot of cake just because it's Kevin and I and then we'd right. have to eat it. I like, I make my recipe on my website uh, for sheet cake, for chocolate sheet cake. Huh. It's like, like really Like the big good. pan, like in a yeah. pan? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's really, really good because I use black cocoa. What is black cocoa? It is like, it is extremely dutched cocoa powder. Is it so like it's really been tr- bitter? It's been, re- tr- it's been treated. No, it's not bitter. Oh. It's actually quite smooth. Do you know what it tastes like? It's, you know the way... Or you know the Oreos are black, mm-hmm. and they and Oreos have a very unique flavor. Love it. It's yeah, that I love it's them. that Oreo flavor. Okay, I yeah. mean, this you've sold me now. So it's really it's really yummy, but it makes it's like amazing cakes like Devil Food Cake and, and Death by Chocolate <gasps> yes. Cake. But my sheet cake is really really good. I don't make a lot of cakes. A cake wouldn't be like I'm, I would go towards pie, ice cream. Cake wouldn't really be what I'd go for. Do you make your own ice cream ever? I do sometimes, like often I will buy, like, so Gavin and I will like probably go through a tub of vanilla ice cream a week. You guys, I had the best ice cream ever at Gemma's house. <laughs> Did you really win? Yes, the vanilla ice cream. Oh. And it was like perfectly melted. Was that the custard? It was with that cookie. And it was just like an amazing, just the temperature of this ice cream and the flavor. Yeah. It was a very good vanilla ice cream. So I trust you on your ice cream you know, thoughts and everything. The, so the frozen custard, I think you're talking about, I'm totally blanking on this, is um, it, so I recreated the Shake Shack custard and that's going to be coming out on BBB in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. Uh, not actually really soon, maybe, maybe just this week or the week after. And that's insane. Is like it, I made that homemade. So the thing, this is embarrassing, but you know, in school we learned how to make ice cream in a Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's still the only way I know how to make it. So if like, say that anyone listening wants to make their own ice cream and really get into that, do you recommend the Ziploc bag tactic? Is no. there a kitchen tool that we can purchase? So yeah, it, I, I would say a kitchen make. I'm uh, sorry, an ice cream maker. Oh, okay. And unfortunately, like that's kind of, it's not the only way. I'll tell you, like I've got one of my recipes for two ingredient ice cream is like some of the our our biggest out there with like tens of millions of views that's cream and condensed milk but it's not traditional custard ice cream and um the custard that you had Mm -hmm. is is like a custard and so but with with the custard and like a traditional egg based ice cream you would have to churn them on an ice cream machine otherwise you're sitting in the kitchen for hours yeah yeah so um and it's not doable no so they do take up space and, you know, I don't use it every week, but it does come in really handy when I need it. And there's a difference between custard and regular ice cream, which yeah. I recently learned. And I would like you to explain because the custard is thicker. Yeah. 
more rich in flavor is that not fair to say it's eggier okay but like that sounds like it's a bad thing to be eggier but no it's 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 richer with eggs no it's not it's like it's it's not dense it's like it's it's very smooth yeah it's it's rich because like there's loads of eggs in Mm -hmm. it it's just it's it is creamy but it doesn't have more cream than like regular ice cream do you like custard like what would be your custard or ice cream no oh wait a second what do you mean like if you because there's a thick custard and then there's like your regular ice cream yeah if you had to pick one what's your go-to ice cream okay but I do love custard and I like ice cream that's like chock full of stuff I like caramel I like hot fudge i like gummy bears i like gummy bears yes and i China. no they're really good but the problem is they get no. super frozen and so it's really hard to chew but once they thaw in your mouth it's so good gina we have a I, you guys let me know if you're a gummy bear in your eyes no gina yes yeah, so like some cookies in there yeah cookies they're not gummy bears what's wrong with the gummy bear it's like a challenge you get this like sort of frozen gummy bear and then you thaw it out i think i don't know no, cookies yes that's my hot take. fudge sauce yes gummy bears no you've had it though have you tried no, it? No, of course I oh, haven't. Okay, not so gross. Okay, we're going to have you no, try No, no, no. I can totally picture <laughs> in my head what it would taste like. And I'm still saying so no. So good. All right. We're going to try it. She, Gemma's going to try the gummy bears and we'll see where we have. Although you don't really like sugary stuff. I don't like candy. You don't like candy. See, that's why yeah, I yeah. would like, so cookies, like Oreos and ice cream, for sure. Right. I'm not a big candy person. Okay, fair, fair. I'll, I'll let you win that one. But okay. what you're saying is still gross. I don't think Aside so. From that, I want to no, know who really else is. does that. Um. Okay, so I know that you had mentioned that you're guest hosting on the Hulu show with Tamara, Baker's Dozen. Mm-hmm. She just posted this adorable, going off her chocolate chip cookies that we talked about last week, um, baking session with her daughter. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the show coming out, sort of what you can tell us, how you enjoyed your experience, where people can find it. Um, so it's on Hulu and it is with, so it's hosted by Tamara, Tamara Mary from Sister Sister. Yes. And uh, this very talented, um, I suppose he was an executive chef at the White House, Bill. Oh, wow. Uh, Bill, I think it's Yosis. I have to, I have to look that up. Um, but he, it, it's, it was a lot of fun. Like often on shows, you know, it, it can, like to be honest with you, you, it, you can, it's a it's a different vibe on every show you go on. Different Some, sets. Yeah, different. like sometimes it can be really opening, open and warm and mm-hmm. like welcoming, and then other times, like you could sit beside them for eight hours and they wouldn't even look at you. So like, but the, these guys were like awesome, it was an awesome super experience. friendly. Tamara was amazing, which is great because I love sister sister. Me too. Bill was super nice. The whole crew, everybody was really great. Um, it's it's a fun show. It is at, it's home bakers. Okay. And um it's a it's a baking competition show and it was really I really liked it. But yeah, it's on, on it's out on Hulu and um you can binge watch the season. Oh I my love gosh. I love when we can binge watch yeah. like when they all come out at once. Gina, what date is it out? Is it the eleventh or the fourteenth or something of October? Yeah, I think it I think it might be the fourteenth. Yeah. Yes. Well, but Gemma will post more info. She has some on her yeah. page if you guys want to go visit her on Instagram. Um so she posted this. It's like the most adorable video. She's cooking with her daughter. And it got me thinking, how is cooking with George? Have you started including him in that process? Like at what age should maybe a parent think about having them help in the kitchen? What's your advice? I would say get them in early. Okay. And let them help. 
Even if it's like a mess, just let them make the mess. No, I absolutely let them. Um, I learned this from, I've got a friend, um, Bobby, who has an Instagram account, uh, Flav City, and his daughter, Rose, he has her in the, he's had her in the kitchen ever since she was able to climb up on steps to be in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she helps with everything like really? salt and she often like will put she'll she'll pinch she's a child yeah, she's yeah, a yeah. baby and she would pinch salt to put it in a dish but then she'd put her fingers in her mouth <laughs> but like he would just keep going right. and she would do this all the time and cinnamon and then she'd make faces and then cheese and then she'd eat the block of cheese and butter he'd, he'd get her to put butter in but then she'd put it in her mouth and like he just let her do it right and now like I'm not messing there's videos of Rose um I'm, I'm trying to think of what's her uh Instagram handle um there's videos of Rose um, on Instagram or on Facebook, millions, tens of millions of views no of her way. making her own, her own um, snacks, like her own like homemade pizza, her own, like it's, it's, it's insane. See, I think like on one hand, it would be scary to have the kid, like your child so involved, right? Because you don't want like them to get hurt or like, you know what I mean? But then on the other hand, I totally see how great and fun it can be and how they can learn to like love it from a really young age yeah yeah no no it's it's all about um exposure right and that's what I was it's rose honey it's hose sorry rose honey pea she has 110,000 followers on Instagram and her videos and her posts go through the roof she's also super adorable yeah um, 27 months old. Oh my gosh. But I anyway, so I, I learned from them. It's just like, just let them get them just in there. Let them it. make mistakes. Like George, we made, um, so we did make homemade animal crackers. That was a video mm-hmm. on Bigger Boulder it's Baking. So and we made goldfish crackers. And it was just like, just having them there, like allowing him to help. And like, they are proud of themselves for yeah. being able to like make something. Like when I was a kid, we were allowed to help. And often in some houses, kids are told no. Right. And that's awful because. Oh, I always made a mess. I was yeah. making havoc in my kitchen. Oh, I destroyed the place. It was a mess. I absolutely destroyed the place. I remember peeling vegetables onto my mother's floor. Oh, yeah. And I was a teenager. My um my dad is a chef and I remember we like loved it. So one time he brought home like the chef coats and chef hats from work and my brother and I had a full on chef off like we were in middle school <laughs> maybe. But I agree. I think like being around the kitchen, it's just such a positive experience. And now as a parent, you're being able to do that with George yeah. and sharing that with him. Does he like it? Is it something that he seems to have fun with? Um, or is he still like a little young? No, it's great. And then you can tell him that he's doing a good job yeah. and everything and he's delighted with himself and... It's it's just like allowing him to be a part of it and to get his hands dirty and like we made goldfish crackers and he scrunched one up and like and then he when they were all baked he picked them all off the tray one by one and ate, ate the heads off and Aww. threw the rest of them on the tray right but like that's what they do exactly and I saw that those I've seen them on Instagram those fun stools for the kitchen yeah the kids can climb up on so that's what I have I have it's called a sprout sous chef tower okay. And um, they sent it to me for George to have him in the kitchen. Yeah. And we use it on a daily basis. Oh, wow. And uh, it's so helpful. But he goes up and down that thing like nobody's <laughs> like business. Crazy. He is really good at climbing. Yeah, yeah he is. He's he loves like, climbing. Yeah. Okay, so now Tamara's sister, Tia. So she has a cookbook coming out September 28th. Um, she posted this cookie recipe. It's called Cookies in a Flash. And I wanted your thoughts. It's one large egg, 
one cup of hazelnut spread or cookie butter, mm -hmm. three-fourths a cup of all-purpose flour, yeah. teaspoon of baking powder, and half a cup of chocolate chips are optional. Mm -hmm. Is that like all you need to make a cookie? Yeah, we have this recipe on the website, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So what is – you can just use a hazelnut spread. Yeah, use – Because I don't see like oil or butter even. Because there's oil in it. Oh, so you can – So it's an egg, Nutella – flour Nutella is like yeah. amazing no, we have this on the website okay so everyone check it out you can find it on biggerbolderbaking.com yeah. this seems like a cookie that I could tackle because I think very easy. so too Gina. I'm like I don't think I could mess this up so if you guys are like me and you're still learning in the kitchen check this recipe out on Gemma's site okay so now we have some fun asked Gemma's can you suggest a healthy substitution for sugar and flour? That's from Shilpa Udgata. A healthy substitution for sugar or flour? Um, stevia? No, you can't. You can't one for one replace stevia with oh, sugar. Why is that? Um, it's just not the same. It doesn't react the same way. Like I, I'll tell you. So they're they're asking what's the what's the best way to replace it. Yeah, you, healthy, substitution. healthy substitution. Well, I've seen people do like, um, Gemma's not liking this. I've seen people use apple, not because I love applesauce or anything, but they've used applesauce in place, place of, of eggs. eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that work? It does work. Um, so healthy substitutions. You, you, here's the thing. I'm going I'm to say to you like this. You have to replace, if you're going to replace flour, Mm -hmm. like all-purpose white flour right. with another flour that's an alternative like gluten-free or whatever right make um, it has to you have to substitute like with like you can't just substitute <laughs> all you know bring in a big old bag of almond flour ground almonds and then you know put the same amount of ground almonds as you had for the all-purpose flour. By this the face on me, exploiting. you look like you've done that. Well, because I tried to make those homemade tiramisu biscuits and I did that and the almond flour, it that. was disgusting. The yeah. textures are, but all, yeah. so this is why they almond, came out awful. Almond, is, almond flour is a great ingredient and um, you can't substitute one for one. So if you're going to make substitutions, make sure the ingredient that you're using, you can substitute one for one. So you can buy gluten-free all-purpose flour. Right. Use that instead. You can't just use the same <laughs> amount of. There's rules. Like I yeah. know I'm getting a little bit like passionate no, now. No, We need to know this. But there's rules, and you. And this is why people have issues, and they email me, and they say my my cake didn't work out, and I was like, "Well, did you follow the recipe?" And they're like, "No, <laughs> I replaced the butter with oil. I left out the sugar." I used um, bread flour instead of cake flour, like all so sorts of stuff. done this. So it's just, you can't do it. You have to follow the rules. Okay. Follow the rules, everyone, and make equal substitutions. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one is from Alina Tiff. What do I do if my bread doesn't rise? Oh yeah. Can you save it? Not really. If you honestly, if you have a bread that doesn't rise, you bake it and everything. I usually blend it up. If it's not a great bread, I blend it up for breadcrumbs. That's oh, the only. Or, or, okay, so it's not make croutons. It. No, no, no. Make croutons. <gasps> That's a good one for salad because we eat a lot of salad. So I would probably first and foremost, I would douse it in oil, salt and pepper, and <laughs> make croutons. Croutons. I like that. Okay, so you're not wasting it, but try again for the rising which we've talked about um two episodes ago yeah we chatted if you there's guys there's a few different reasons but honestly with bread you have to keep on trying it's practice yes yeah, practice makes perfect with yeah. that one okay our last one from bethany underscore zero eight three nine 
what are other ingredients that can enhance the flavor of chocolate besides coffee? Salt. Salt. It's very people, important. This is a good thing to talk about because people, I've been one of these people, sometimes it's scary to bake with salt, but you shouldn't be afraid of it. No, salt's really important. Right. Yeah. And like we said on the cookies with it's a olive seasoning. oil. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's a seasoning. Like salt is not a seasoning only for savory. It's also for sweet. Salt brings out the flavor of chocolate. Coffee is a really good example. Mm -hmm. Vanilla. Oh, yum. Yeah. Is, so those three, those are your main guys. This is uh, just a question that I thought of right now. Pink Himalaya salt, is there a difference? Because that was all the rage, I feel like, in recent years. Like, I saw it everywhere. Yeah. Is that as good to bake with as just regular salt? Like, what's your salt um, advice? Mm, see, I think you've asked me this question also last yeah. week about, like, can you just use different salts for different right, things? Right. And you can't because they don't. Like, there's table salt that right. you use for baking. And then some people sp uh, specifically say in their recipes, use kosher salt. Yes. Um. So they 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 all they don't they all have different kind of flavors yes. and yeah I, I would I would say if you're going to follow a recipe to say use the salt what they said with baking often it's easiest just use table salt okay I feel like that's what I usually do yeah yeah okay awesome all right so now we have our quick little round of a grain of salt so rapid fire first one is bringing ingredients to room temperature when a recipe calls for it important yes very important okay can vanilla be added during any step of the process before baking? Oh, that's a good one. No. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Before baking. Mm -hmm. No. Really? Well, it, it depends. That's a weird question. Who came up with that? I'm, it doesn't say who came up with this, <laughs> but now I'm curious. So it, well, it depends. Do you have totally like a depends. recommended? I'll tell you. Um, so when it, so you said baking, which kind of yes, threw me. Yes. Can, can vanilla be added at any stage of a recipe? No. When a, when a, if you're making custard, yep. you would make your custard, you'd cook it, all this sort of stuff. You'd take it off the heat and then you would add in your vanilla. You oh. don't want to cook away the flavor. So something hot on the stovetop, be it pudding or whatever, you'd always add the vanilla once it came off the stovetop. Huh. Can you add vanilla whenever? Like, like I, in our cookies. Yeah. I, oh, I, I add it into the butter. I just do it for like ease. Okay. I just like add it in straight away. Okay. All right. So yeah. good to, it depends. It depends on your recipe. Yeah. And what you're looking to achieve. Our last one. If a recipe calls for a round pan, I've done this so many times, can you just swap it out for a square pan instead? Gina, are these all your questions? <laughs> no, but this is like so relatable for me. Um, I hope you say yes. No. What? <laughs> because that's not what it said in the recipe. Number one, a square pan is eight by eight. Yeah. Yeah. A nine, a, a round pan is nine inches. Yeah. No, just I'm typically, aware. typically. Yeah. Um, so you do not know how often I do this. I, I'm not going to go and say that it's rare that I use the right pan. <laughs> it's not the worst thing in the world I'm sure you've ever done, Gina. It never comes out right, though. But, like, it, it see, once you change change the size of the baking pan, then you have to change the baking time. And, yeah. and then, like, if you're talking about brownies and messing with the time, you mess the inside oh, and texture this and all this sort of stuff. my brownie issue real quick before we end. My brownies will get, I made them last night, they'll get crusty on the outside the inside will still be raw so I'll have to put a baking pan over it or because I never have tin foil so I stuck a cookie sheet on top of it because I still need to bake through the middle probably because I was using the wrong pan no or I'm just a bad baker that's a bit of a weird one okay 
We'll work on my brownie skills. Yeah, yeah, TBD, yeah. guys, we'll keep you updated. I'll, I'll have to, yeah, we'll have to talk I'm offline gonna, about yeah, that offline. one. offline. All right, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Gina Brazau and... Gemma underscore Stafford. And then also follow us on Instagram at Need to Know. Yes, and leave us any questions, comments, or concerns. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.